0: This is the Employment Law Show.
1: And welcome to it. 6.32 on your welcome aboard John School's Lior Sanfiru Here is well. Want to reach out to Lior Sanfiru to mark and LLP Anytime uh, You can do so help at employmentlawyer.ca, one 855 821 to do exactly that by phone. We'll get to that in just a moment. Employment law rules that everyone must know. That's going to be the main topic for the next half hour. But uh, Lior, we always start off with the week that was case of the day, pal. What do you got going on?
0: Hey, great to be here. Of course, employment law is what we want to talk about like we do every evening to make sure that all our good listeners know about their workplace rights. Such an important thing to know, to understand, and to be aware of. We don't always have perfect things happening at work. Sometimes there's problems. Sometimes we may deal with bad bosses or a very complex complicated situation and I know that when you don't have answers, it can really impact you. It could stress you out. You can lose sleep, anxiety, you can uh have to be off work because of that. Don't let that don't let it get to that stage. You can get answers right now. You can get some help right now. You can make sure that you know what to do if you're facing that workplace dilemma. Maybe you lost your job or maybe you're Uh, worry that that axe is going to fall any day now what should you do could you prepare for it could you even avoid it well let's talk about that if it touches on your workplace situation unemployment law uh, on that very important topic it starts off by calling us right now and getting answers of course you can continue the conversation with me off air we'll give you that contact information throughout the show but case of the day spoke with a gentleman uh, who found out that his employer is actually selling their business fine it happens well he got a note from the buyer saying we're going to offer you uh, a job uh, with us good news uh we're going to send you at some point uh, details about what exactly the title is going to be and the pay etc but for now we need you to confirm in writing that you're going to accept uh, to work with us and continue with us hmm. so he called me and he made a very good point he said well how can I accept or reject for that matter If I don't know what the job is, what the title is, what the salary, what the hours are, they just want me to accept. And they're saying that if I don't accept, they'll consider me to have resigned. Well, he's absolutely right. You are not in a position to accept the job, to accept a role, to accept anything really, unless you have the particulars of that role. Uh, You can't be told, tell us if you want a job, if you will accept the job, without being told what the job is. That's ridiculous. And where it gets more ridiculous is if he says, I can't accept because I don't know anything about it, to say, well, you've resigned. Nonsense. It's not a resignation. If at that point they don't want him to work there, that becomes a termination, and he's owed severance. So what I told them is to say, I'd be very interested to see what the offer is, and once I see the offer and I know more about it, I'll tell you if I accept or I don't accept. If they do anything to him, he's gonna be owed compensation, he's gonna be owed severance. But I wanted to remind all our good listeners here that you are entitled to information. When, before you're asked to make a decision, whether it's a decision about the promotion, a demotion, to change to your job, change to your hours, your role, location. You can't be asked to make a decision by your employer until you have particulars, until you have the right information to make that decision. And if your employer wants to to punish you for not making a decision, well, they can't do that. Uh, If you're not being provided information, if you're given ultimatums, give me a call. Often I can get that employer off your back, but it's inappropriate to make demands without giving you information to actually process it.
1: Gord, thanks for standing by for a couple of minutes, pal. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. How are you?
1: Beauty, what's on your mind?
2: I'm a driver and a member for uh, Teamsters a group that loves your money and doesn't like to return phone calls or emails. On uh, October 11th, I took a short-term disability from my job for a minor surgery. On a tw- on, a 20- on October 24th, I presented a work with a functional abilities form to return to work, which they denied because it was... Uh, Limited, limited uh, mobility. On the 31st of October, I presented them with another letter that was re- allowed me to return to work full time as of November the 1st, and they still haven't brought me back. I believe my, I believe my, I believe I'm starting back to work tomorrow, but that's still eight days that I've lost.
0: So obviously that's that's not right. Now, keep in mind, an employer, if you're saying you're ready to come back, they need some time to process it, right? Because they don't know when you're back, so they need to make arrangements. Maybe they need to move things around. So a few days generally is okay. Uh, And I don't know enough to say whether – or not in this case, it's excessive or not. But here's what I can tell you is that even if you are owed something as a result of the company's delay, the only one that can help you get that, the only one that can help you enforce your rights is your union. So I can tell you whatever I wanna tell you, but ultimately it doesn't matter because you can't do anything about it. I can't do anything about it. It has to be your union. So talk to them and ultimately whatever they tell you is going to be the answer here uh, because they're the only ones in a position to do anything. Okay.
1: All right. Thanks, Gordy. Appreciate it, pal. We're going to try to get Janice in here before we take a quick break and lots more phone calls to come.
3: Sure. Um, I'm calling on behalf of my daughter. She worked for this um, company, uh, um, a clinic, over for over a year. The uh, clinic changed ownership, but when uh, they did not let her know until the day of that she met the new owner. Um, she... Uh, was told that her contract remains the same, uh, which was for 40 to 44 hours weekly. Um, Recently, the new owner um, came up with a new contract so that everyone was going to sign it, and it was between 20 and uh, uh, 40 hours or more, and uh, no overtime until they've worked 88 hours. Hmm. uh she raised a concern that this is a uh, constructive uh possibly a constructive dismissal uh he says no and um she's now in the uh, she did resign saying she will not accept the changed conditions and uh and now she's she's not aware of what to do next
0: okay so what to do next is actually very straightforward she has to call me uh, because yes, what you've described is definitely a constructive dismissal. To the extent that what her employer was doing is changing her shifts, changing her hours in, in a significant way, and or, or taking away guarantees that she had before, it certainly would be a big deal, and it would rise to the level of constructive dismissal. So she should call me now. If your daughter has worked at a clinic for a year, and how old is your daughter? Uh, she's twenty-five. So she probably is looking at about two months of severance, potentially even three. So that's what's at stake for her. So now you know what she needs to do. She needs to give me a call at the office. We'll give you that information in just a second and, and look forward to connecting that way.
1: Janice, really appreciate that. Going to let you go. Going to move on to more calls after a break. We continue Tuesday night edition Employment Law Show. Hang in there. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. You betcha. Welcome back. And after the show, of course, you can always reach out to Leor and his team. Have your questions answered. Have that conversation on your own time. Privately, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca, but we got lots of time here before we get into our main discussion of employment law rules that everybody must know. That's coming up. Our phone calls, as you know, on the show are always the top priority. Tammy, in that regard, you are up next. Good evening. How are you?
2: I'm all right. How are you?
1: Great, Tammy. What's uh, what's on your mind? How can we help?
2: Okay, so I worked for a company for four years, and um, in November, we were told that the company was being sold, and um, I was not offered another job with the new company. Um, I was told, like, my my boss gave me a letter saying that my employment would be terminated as of December 31st. I had to sign that. That was all part of the sale. And then once the company sold, here I am still with no job.
0: So you found out in November. So, so we're talking about last year, right, of 2022?
2: Yeah. yeah so correct. you
0: found out in November of 2022 that your job will end... Uh, Uh, At the end of the year, at the end of 2022. Correct. So you were provided, what, was it six or eight weeks notice uh, that your employment is coming to an end?
2: Um, Yeah, I think it was about eight weeks.
0: Okay, eight weeks notice. Uh, And did you, after you left there at the end of the year, did you find another job? Uh,
2: Nope. My unemployment just ran out uh, like two weeks ago. I've been on EI ever since.
0: Okay. And you were uh, there for four years. What kind of a job, uh, Tammy, and how how old are you?
2: Uh, I'm 45, and I was a delivery driver.
0: So you're likely owed right around six months of severance. Now that is six months less the eight weeks notice that you got. So uh, the eight weeks counts towards your severance. So let's call it two months. So you're you're really owed for an additional four months of severance. Uh, Because this happened about a year ago, you're still uh, within time to do this. There's a two-year limitation period, but we're fine. So you're owed a few more months' pay, uh, and that's not a complicated thing, and it's not difficult to get it. So what you need to do, Tammy, uh, absolutely and right away is to connect with me off-air. We'll give you that number in just a second, uh, and we'll help you get that severance. Uh, and, And for you, it should not be a difficult thing to do at all.
3: Okay,
2: excellent
1: thanks Tammy appreciate that here is that uh, number once again 18558215900 help at employmentlawyer.ca still got lots of time you want to pick up a phone join us just like Tammy okay pal let's move on to our, uh, our main topic for the night employment law rules that everyone must know that generally goes for every time we do a show but that's okay we're breaking down some of the important ones um, and we, you've said this countless times and this is basically a life rule if it's not in writing doesn't exist.
0: Yeah, it, actually, you're right. It is a life rule. It shouldn't just be an, an employment law rule, but definitely that, that's so, so true with respect to employment law. Always assume that, that you know if it's something that's verbal, it's going to be difficult to prove. Uh, you never want a, a workplace situation to be your word against someone else. That's sometimes tough to, to win. So my rule always is, if it's not in writing, it doesn't exist. So if it's not in writing, I'm Make sure it gets in writing. I put it in writing myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good trick to do is if your boss says something to you and you gosh you you said yourself, I wish he had put that in writing rather than said that to me verbally. Easy, send them an email confirming what was said. Do that right away. Create that written record. If you if you get a promise for a promotion, make sure you get it in writing, or you send them an email confirming it. If you get a promise for a raise, if you're being uh, if you're discussing uh, a disciplinary issue and you the company your view on on what happened and why it wasn't right put that in writing always always in writing by putting things in writing you're preserving your rights you're making it easier to enforce those rights and you're preventing someone else from lying about what actually happened it's an important rule you follow it you'll be happy you did
1: Next rule, and again, just a quick reminder, if this doesn't let you know that we, we talk about on this show is uh, outside of the union sphere. That is, there is no such thing as job security. You can get a security job, but there is no such thing as job security. How about that one?
0: Yeah, you can work You can work in security, for right, sure. Right. Uh, but no, yeah, there really isn't such thing. And I'm talking, of course, about non-unionized mm-hmm. work. Pretty much everything we always talk about on the show is for non-unionized work. Uh, there's no such thing as job security. What I mean by that is, is that an employer is allowed to let go of an employee pretty much for any reason, as long as severance is paid. So just because you work somewhere for a long period of time and just because you're a good employee does not mean that your job is guaranteed. Uh, what it means is that your severance is guaranteed and you could be able a significant amount of severance, but your employer is still legally allowed to let you go even if you're been there for a long time and even though your performance may be stellar they can still let you go so that means that when it comes to the law the law looks at compensation law looks at severance law can't make your employer a better employer they can't make them see how valuable you are to the company what the law can do is to make sure that if you lose your job you get compensated you get full severance and that could be two years severance it can even be more than that in some situations but uh that's why i'm saying there's really no such thing as job security it comes down to severance and
1: uh you still got time right here and right now to phone the station get on air with us ask your questions in between our points here Four one six eight seven zero. 6400 is how you do that. The next thing you must know, another rule, is you have to assume that your severance offer is inadequate. I think, you know, once in a while you'll see one Lior that's either on par or above, but that's like the employment law unicorn. Like, that hardly
0: ever happens, right? But you just assume right away that it's, it's insufficient, right? You, you have to assume that because chances are, probably over a 90% chance that that's severance offer is inadequate so we talked yeah. before, just a moment ago about the fact there's no job security uh, really but you get severance well you have to understand that if you're staring at that severance letter, that severance package the offer that you've been given it's almost guaranteed that that's off, that uh, that offer is inadequate that it's less than what you're owed and there's several reasons for that it could be a situation where the company doesn't appreciate how much they owe you or that they hope that you don't appreciate how much you're owed uh, either way Chances are for ninety percent that it's not adequate, and if you keep that rule in mind, you'll know what to do. You'll know not to sign it because once you sign it, there's no going back. You'll know to give me a call, or you'll know to use our severance calculator, which you can find at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And by the way, the same rule applies to your friends, your neighbors, your fa- your family members. If they're staring at a severance package, they just told you today was a bad day. I lost my job. I have the severance package in front of me. You tell them, just so you know, I'm not a lawyer, but I'm telling you right now, neighbor, that that severance offer is not good. So call a lawyer, call Lior uh, or use the severance calculator. You have to keep that in mind.
1: Let's grab a quick call. Stephen, thank you for hanging on for a moment. Good evening. How are you, pal?
2: Good evening. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, really quick question. Um, I, I saw an article not too long ago that said that uh, the maximum severance of 24 months uh, in Ontario – is uh, routinely being exceeded in the most egregious cases and it's becoming more commonplace. I just wanted to know if you had heard about that and if this was something that was a trend that was kind of moving towards uh, uh, more, uh, you know, bigger
0: payouts in uh, the more extreme cases and what your thoughts were on that. Thank you. No problem. So the law has always been that 24 months is the maximum except where there are what the court says exceptional circumstances and that's the term the courts use if there's a exceptional circumstances it can exceed 24 months and uh, there was a recent court decision where someone was able to get 27 months uh but but that is very rare and and for most people probably 95 percent of the people uh that that wouldn't apply to but there are situations if you've been there for a very long time and or you're working in a position that's going to be unbelievably exceptionally difficult to replace that you could go one one, two or three months above the 24 months so that is absolutely possible but for most people the maximum is going to still be at 24 months
1: yeah i think we we've had cases where you've talked about Leo in the past where you've had employees who were like 30 40 plus years in the job and yes. they, you know they got let go when they're 67 i mean you know and it's a high-end job but they're not going to find something it's so it, it might exceed the 24 yeah
0: and those are the types of cases where you've yeah. been there for 35 40 years and you're you're older in a very senior position Then that the court may look at that and say listen this person, if they ever find another job that's similar, it's they're going to be very lucky. So we're going to do something over and above 24 months. So that can absolutely happen. But again, it's, it's it's the rare, it's the exception rather than the rule.
1: Again, we're talking about employment law rules that everyone must know. The next one is this, your employer can't just do whatever it wants.
0: Well, you know, it's easy for employers often to think, well, I'm the boss, I'm the owner, it's my company, you work for me, so I can do what I want. I can change your job. I can tell you when to come in and when mm-hmm. not to come in. I can uh, decide you know, what to pay you, et cetera. Well, well, no, not really. And the reason for that is that employment law is really contract law. So what I mean by that is if an employer and employee have a deal, well, they can't break the deal. So it's a contract that's formed. An employment agreement, an employment relationship is a contract. So if you have a, an agreement with your employer that you're going to work. 40 hours a week and you're going to get paid $20 an hour and you're going to do the job of a machine operator well that's the contract that you have with the company and your employer can't decide well I'm going to instead of 40 hours make it 20 or I'm going to pay you less or I'm going to give you a different job so no your employer cannot just do whatever it wants if they try to do that if they try to make significant changes to the deal that you already have with them that's where we come up with constructive dismissal that's when the law says wait a second by breaking the deal, Mr. Employer, it's as if you've terminated employment. Now you're going to have to pay that severance that we were talking about, potentially 24 months pay. So no, your employer cannot just do whatever it wants. If you're facing changes, significant changes, hours, pay, uh, et cetera, you give me a call.
1: Anthony's been standing by for a moment to get a, get a question on. Hi, Anthony. How are you?
2: Uh good guys. I just wanted to know, um, I'm getting different answers. I just cut off with a lawyer uh today, uh this or late this afternoon. Is a constructive dismissal uh only uh after three months of, of uh
0: of uh of work?
1: Like you mean after a probation?
0: Yeah. Well no, if you're I'll give you an example. If you're hired uh to work forty hours a week at thirty dollars an hour and in Month two, your employer says to you, "We're going to reduce it from thirty dollars an hour to twenty dollars an hour." That's a constructive dismissal. Absolutely, uh, it, there's no limit for this. There's no time limit, uh, and you can pursue a constructive dismissal whenever your employer makes significant changes to the terms of your employment. So, I, on my contract,
2: uh, I have a, I had a contract from October, mid October to the end of uh, April, and uh, I got I got I got uh, terminated uh, in December. Uh, without cause, no severance pay. I'm at the labor board for a reprisal, and they're t- they're telling me now it's uh, I'm not entitled to a, a, a I'm not entitled to a, a severance pay because um,
0: I was there for less than three weeks, uh, less than uh, uh, the three months. My period. friend, why, why 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 would you go to the labor board? That's the last thing you do when you lose your job. We've talked about this on the show literally hundreds of times. You cannot go to the labor board if you lose your job because the labor board can only help you enforce a small portion of your entitlements so you're literally leaving money that you're owed on the table and by pursuing a matter through the labor board you're preventing from pursuing your full entitlements so uh, unfortunately this is bad news uh but there's a lesson there for everyone and all our listeners that if you lose your job whether it's a flat-out termination or it's a constructive dismissal cannot go to the labor board ever uh, you, you're you're better off forgetting about it and doing nothing than going yeah. to the labor board. Give me a call. If you don't like me, speak to another employment lawyer. No, there's no such minimum as three months before you can pursue anything. Uh, you're not limited to anything uh, that, that, that the labor board says. That's a different system, a different process. It's not the one that's used if you lose your job
1: even if he uh b- beside the fact that he went to labor board so he's kind of uh, kind of sunk in that regard how about the uh, the rest of the balance of his contract it says he got let go before it was supposed to expire in april he's he got let go in october
0: well that's the problem so if he's uh. let go in, in october instead of april well that the company has to pay him the balance of the contract but you can't pursue that through the labor board and by filing a complaint uh. you're limited and, and they can get you nothing so He could have been owed, I don't know, another six months or whatever it is, eight months of pay, uh, which is easy, easy to get. But you cannot pursue that with the labor board. So there's a lesson there. You lose your job, never go to the labor board.
1: And return tomorrow at 630 for more of this information and more of your phone calls as we wrap it up for another night. In the meantime, make that first phone call to Leora, not the labor board, man. This phone number right here, one 855 821 5,900 is how you go about doing that. Help at employmentlawyer.ca and that website. Always use it. Use the calculator as well. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Back in tomorrow, 6:30, with the Employment Law Show. Enjoy the rest of your night.